So last week, one episode was so terrible, we never wanted to watch TV again. And the second episode was actually pretty good. And that's what you missed on Gleeboot. Gleeboot. Speaking of which, this, the, tr- the that's what you missed on Glee in the past couple episodes haven't been as fast because there's less story content for them to cover. That... Should okay. they be faster if there's less to cover? Like, they, he's not speed talking. Oh, I get it. So, like, is it just me, or was the Roads Not Taken episode the first time they did that, and that's what you missed on Glee? Or I, have I been missing it? I thought they did it before. I don't I actually don't... remember them doing it before, but we all know my memory is... <laughs> terrible so well that's that's actually funny because like i literally wrote it down my first note first and that's what you missed on glee ever and i'm like (laughs) wait am i remembering this right or was that just my first thought when watching that episode probably look it up you probably could the question is will we will we why would this be well researched nah (laughs) i did come prepared with my stream of consciousness notes so these will be fun yeah last time i had that really nice outline yep that that did not um (laughs) we'll get more prepared as we go so first episode roads not taken starring the lovely christian chenoweth uh broadway icon she was in american gods for one episode she originated the role of Glinda. She was in the Disney Channel original movie Descendant. <laughs> I know a lot about things she's been in. She was in that show Good Christian Bells. That was supposed to be Good Christian Bitches, but they changed it because they didn't want to be too offensive. Um, she's she was also in the J-Lo movie Boy Next Door that is basically just porn. And she plays... An equally irresponsible adult in that one, too. She's also literally the size of a pixie. Yeah, she's amazing. I love her. Um, So she, basically the plot of Road's Not Taken, there's two main plots. Both of them are about men using (laughs) women. And it's amazing. I can't tell that this episode is written by a man at all um so the main plot is unfortunately about will who is like i need a star because rachel's in cabaret because i gave that one solo to tina and they seduced her over to be in cabaret so i'm gonna have christian chenoweth who i used to have a crush on and is now a has-been who's squatting and they sort of imply a prostitute. Wait, you can't use her real name. You have to use her character. April Rhodes. Yes. Who is an alcoholic, squatter, potentially a prostitute. He brings her on to the Glee Club. He gets her back in high school, but like she's in high school, not in like a night school program. Which is super weird. And she is in the Glee Club now. And on the other half of things, uh, Finn is worried about going to college and Emma suggests getting a music scholarship. And he thinks the way to do that is to win nationals. 
so they need Rachel. And he, knowing that Rachel is into him, flirts with her, knowing he has no intention really of getting together with her to get her to go back into Glee Club. And then Emma calls Will out on like, hey, April Rhodes is being a bad influence on the kids, as in she's sleeping with minors and giving minors alcohol and teaching them to steal. And then he's like, yeah, maybe I should make this about the kids. And April is like, I'm so grateful for you using me. You helped me learn to get my life together. Thank you for taking advantage of me. (laughs) (laughs) The only person that comes across good in that storyline is Emma, who is the only real adult who's like, hey, we're teachers. This should be about the children. Um, (laughs) Plot two. Finn gets more of a comeuppance because Rachel finds out from the Glee Club that Quinn is pregnant because Puck, the garbage fire, tells everyone that Quinn is pregnant. And they're like, and they're like, oh, Finn must be the dad. So Rachel slaps him and is like, you're using me. I'm not going to come back to Cabaret. But then she's like, I miss my friends. And she joins back to the... She joins the Glee Club for their invitational. She sings some Queen songs. She sings uh, Somebody to Love with them and is back in the Glee Club. So that is Road's Not Taken. God, what are we going to do when there's like seven plot lines happening? <laughs> <laughs> Cullen's going to die before he takes Cullen's going to have to talk as fast as the That's What You Missed on Glee guy. Here's. Oh, God. Should I have my Glee reboot? Should we do the Glee reboot question first? Or should we just discuss the episode first? Wait, what questions? So I have a, because this is Glee Boot, we're all about rebooting Glee. If you were to reboot Glee, would there be an April Rhodes character who represents that not all dreams come true? <sighs> of that character. The not all dreams come true character or the character that goes through high school giving like alcohol and right exactly children well that's what what we're here to discuss which also leads to the larger question would you have will and emma in it well haven't we already like discussed the fact that will is just the worst honestly if i were to reboot this episode or like this whole series there would be no fucking adults (laughs) like I would focus just on the teens and there would be adults just so like there's some semblance of supervision but other than that no adults I would have Emma and I would have a Sue Will combo who so the glee coach is almost their own antagonist I think like first season glee just continuously sets itself apart from the rest of the series. Like, it's so different. And I don't remember why I liked first season Glee so much. Like, I actually think that I may be more into season two and on because of how bananas it gets. Like, this is, like, I don't know. Like, I can't even explain how just uninvested in all these, like, adult plot lines that, like, once we get into all the craziness with the kids, like, I feel like it's going to be way, way better. 
I hope so. <laughs> I really hope so. Okay. Yeah, so... I less will. Though I'm going to say that this episode and the last episode and other episode we watched are like peak season one glee. Like, they're like some of the best of season one. I guess I'm kind of like confused as to what I even saw in the first season. So I have no opinion until I finish the first season will I be able to be like this this is where these episodes fall same seeing as a <laughs> seen all of it so <laughs> yeah I just really like these two episodes Ugh, I did not <laughs> <laughs> I think that's gonna be a theme throughout this podcast <laughs> <laughs> yeah I never said what I would do in my version of the Glee Boo. That's what we're waiting for. So I would definitely have the dreams don't come true character because that's real and it's depressing and it fits my personality. Um, and the only difference I would make is that they would not be an adult. They would be like a held back senior or something like that. Just, like, in the same realm, but totally out of any sort of the bubbles in the school. Interesting. I like that idea. Yeah. Cool. There you go. That's my take. They would still be played by Kristen Chenoweth. Right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she will exactly look, like, Just 35. Like ageless, 25-year-old health back <laughs> senior. Nobody yeah. Quite sure how long they've been there. Yeah, because it starts, he gets the idea because he's at a diner with Terry the terrorist, and they're having grasshopper pie, and this guy's like, he's like, oh, waiter, aren't you in Vocal Adrenaline? That's where I got the idea, from the waiter. Yeah, and he's like, I'm 24. So that'd be, <laughs> that'd be me hanging out with high schoolers. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> oh my god I couldn't even imagine hanging out with high schoolers now like I literally went to the pool yesterday and then these like youths came up and were hanging out by the pool and I was like I just want to swim like an adult and do my like water aerobics can you not <laughs> they're anyway they're so young and so little wait. If that guy is actually a held back senior and is supposed to be 24, he should be played by a 45-year-old man, <laughs> considering how old the actual actors are that are playing 17-year-olds. Yeah. <laughs> Puck really isn't convincing as a teenager. No. <laughs> actually, I think most of them are actually decently convincing. Finn, mainly because of his acting, not because of how he looks. Yeah. Uh, um, but yeah, Puck is all, it's like that man is not in high school. <laughs> that is a man. A man. <laughs> <laughs> well, Matthew Morrison dated Leah Michelle before Glee happened. Because he's only that much older than that. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, all right, let's dig into this fucking bananas episode. In like a gold digger. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> oh, that hurt. 
Okay, so one of my first thoughts was literally, I remember parts of this episode that I loved because April Rhodes was in it. And then like five lines later, I'm like, April is the fucking worst and I can't stand this episode. <laughs> well, can we talk about how within like meeting her, Will's like, I'm going to get you back on your feet, get you some underwear. And I'm like, how does he know that? How yeah, can you not? It's creepy. That's real creepy. Also, like, when she's, like, okay, one, that fucking house that she's squatting in, I was like, that is definitely Los Angeles. That is not Northwest Ohio. That's <laughs> authentic <sure>. Ohio. <laughs> and then she, like, she's talking about her life, and she literally says, then I had a set of mixed-race twins, and those are the good old days. And I'm like, what? I don't remember that from my childhood. Yeah, that is one of many racist lines in these couple episodes. <laughs> We're going to get into the next episode with uh, Terry the Terrorist, 1800s Ooh. level racist genetics. My oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so April, when I watched this episode when I was in college, I just didn't get Maybe because I was younger, it didn't quite hit me. Just how, like, they're playing the fact that she slept with, like, three teenage boys for laughs. Oh, God. Like, yeah, that was not great. And she's like, they're so cute. Like, I have my eye on Finn Hudson. And it's like... No. This is illegal. Very. What's crazy is that, like, Rachel is like a moral compass <laughs> and I like don't know how I feel about it but she literally stands up to April and is like you are way too old to be here and not even just that it's weird but it's vastly inappropriate and you're doing really bad things to these kids and it's like oh my god Rachel you're right yeah yeah because this Rachel was also pretty great in this episode because she says to Quinn, she's like, we're here to support you. Maybe that was the second episode. It's connected. It's fine. Yeah. Um, she says to Quinn, like, we're here to support you. And Quinn's all like, oh, I would be terrible to you if we were in the same situation or if the situation was reversed. And Rachel's like, I know. But, like, I'm here to, like, be the bigger person. I and mean, I don't mean to spoil it, but, like, Rachel may or may not be my MVP for both of these episodes. <laughs> <laughs> Well, okay, here's something. I'm going to have to um, rag on the principal yet again because he allowed April to be in the school. <laughs> so that's, here's what's great about these two episodes back to back is that you're right. It's literally a bad decision on Higgins' part. That's and terrible. drag him, drag <laughs> him, Alyssa. <laughs> for this school and in the next episode he allows Terry in the doors not to mention <laughs> that she's a nurse what? that he gives her the job as a nurse yes. when she is not a nurse but he let her in the doors of the school so already yeah, yeah. so yeah. like all of these adults fucking suck yeah I think, I thought it was interesting watching the scenes, how Will 
Emma calls him out. I loved Emma in this episode because she was like, we're here for the kids. And she also, poor thing, got thrown up, thrown up on by Kurt when oh. she, April got him drunk. And then he's like, oh, Bambi, I cried so hard when they shot your mommy. Which is also sad because Kurt's mom is dead. Oh, my God. Yeah. And then he throws up on her and it's like her worst nightmare. But she's like, this isn't okay. And you're like, thank you, Emma. But Will is, like, he's never, he's not, April is, like, grateful for her being used. Which, like, there wasn't a beat. She goes from being like, yep, I'm on top of the world, to being like, yeah, you're right. I should give this up, Will. Thank you so much. Whereas, like, Finn's bad behavior is still glossed over more than I think it should. But, like, Rachel is like, that is unacceptable. April is such a weird character because, like, she clearly is only here to service one step of Shu's journey to being the worst Glee director ever. (laughs) So, like, she's not gonna be important, like, ever again. And that's so clear in this episode that, like, she comes in, has this, like, full arc of being like, yes, thank you for using me, like you said, and it's just uncomfortable because, like, she wreaks havoc and then is gone. And it's like, okay, what does that mean for any of these kids? Like, is Kurt going to become an alcoholic or is he never going to drink again? Are Tina and Mercedes going to continue sh- shoplifting things? Right. Inside China? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I just... Wait. God. Like, the, the arcs, like, shoes arc and April's arc in terms of each other make no sense anyway, because April's like, she actually grows more than Will does. He makes that decision, what, in the last 10 seconds of the show, it felt like, and then she's like, oh yeah, you're right. But it was very strange, because I felt like she was more, it was, I don't know, codependent relationships are not healthy, okay, guys? They were using each other. Shu is literally, he just, he just wants to save people when really he should save himself and get the fuck out of Lima, Ohio. What if Glee is like Breaking Bad and that it's the journey of a man's descent into madness? <laughs> Uh, yes. I mean, his descent into madness was Acafella's, which, like, I'm pretty sure is over, right? Like, he's in madness. An episode. <laughs> Someone. Yeah. She was the worst. I was talking with one of my interns uh, at my work, and they were talking about, like, how they went to this, like, private LA high school. I'm like, oh my gosh, your life is 90210. And then I was like, what is my high school life? As a show, then I was like, oh yeah, Glee, the thing I'm doing a podcast about. (laughs) (laughs) If you were to reboot Glee, would you keep the teen pregnancy storyline? Yeah. I mean, it's a super easy storyline to execute. Plus, like, it brings in a lot of, like, realistic struggles that can make it relatable but you can still have, like, other madness surrounding it. 
you know, like the first five episodes I would keep so far because that's all I got. Or six six episodes. <laughs> so, talking about the the second plot because this episode really only has two, which is fortunate. Um, I'm gonna. I wish I could say I didn't, but I definitely did a couple times in high school and college. Not go as hard pressed as Finn, where like you take a girl that obviously has feelings for you and really manipulate her. So obviously, but I definitely did flirt to get what I wanted at times. Thank you for sharing that with us, uh, Kelvin. Especially in community theater, because the older women in their like twenties didn't realize I was a teenager because I was tall. So then I could just be like, could you tie my bow tie for me? Because they would do Those that. are the things that you wanted <laughs> you flirted? Yeah. You just have to tie your bow tie. Because you didn't know how to tie your bow tie. I still don't know how to tie a bow tie. <laughs> how many times do I need to wear a bow tie? I uh, just, I thought <laughs> what you wanted was going to be more salacious. And then you're like, like talking about your bow tie. And I'm like. That is literally so Are you precious. Sure they were flirting and they weren't just like doing it because you asked. Oh God. Specific situation, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is very confusing. But like, there'd be times where I'd be talking to someone, like especially in college, trying to get them to come to some group thing. And then all of a sudden, I'm doing like the lean, where like you're leaning on the door talking to them, and in my brain, I'm like, why am I leaning? Why am I doing this? But then it would work. Yeah, so it's, I related to it, but it was really dirty because he knows how much Rachel likes him. But the whole, like, let's go to rehearse lines together is such a theater kid flirt. Yeah, the whole, like, Finn seducing Rachel to try to, like, get friendly with her and maybe convince her to get back into Glee is, like, I don't remember that. And honestly, the second it happened, I was like, this is just one of two opportunities of, like, abuse in this episode with, like, April having sex with the teens and then, like, Finn doing this really creepy thing. And it's like, God, like, this is a really uncomfy scenario. Yeah. They also went bowling. Ah, uh, Me and Alyssa. Oh. <laughs> Me and Alyssa both really hate bowling. It is like you're, it's like a sport because when you're bad at it, it's miserable and it's long and painful. But it's not like a sport because, oh, and it's like a sport because you can't really have a good conversation while you're doing it because you have to keep going to bowl. But it's not like a sport because you don't get good exercise, it's not healthy, and you're usually eating junk food. And everything smells like smoke. It probably doesn't anymore. It depends on the state. How long ago did you go bowling? I used to have to go in college all the time because they do mandatory, like, uh, like mixed with the other people who work for the university. Uh, bowling. Yeah. Well, as I get older, I discover parts about my childhood that make me more white trash and hillbilly than I want to admit. So, like, I kind of grew up in a bowling alley because, like, my dad and grandfather were both in bowling leagues and like I would hang out with them. So like, I think that's why I like bowling. 
I actually think it's really fun, but... To each their own. I would much rather go to, like, a roller blading rink or something. See, I can't roller skate, so... I just can't. Someone rear-ended me last week. Do you want to know what state they were from? Please tell me it was Ohio. It was Ohio! (laughs) I fucking knew it. You know why? Because the lanes are so much wider in Ohio. They didn't know what they were doing. True. (laughs) True. But also, that's no excuse. Like, they're from Ohio and they're the worst. I get it. Yeah. Oh, you should have found out what county number they were. I could have told you where they were from. What if they were from, like, Northwest Ohio? Like, what if they were from Toledo? Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> I filmed a movie in yeah. Toledo. I spent really? a lot of time in Toledo. That's I've where, never been to Toledo. That's where Leone was filmed. <gasps> oh, my God. Uh, Do we not? Leone is a classic film. Yes. Sidebar, back to the April stuff. Yeah. So maybe this time, still fucking rocks. Honestly, both of their voices together are amazing. I'm talking about Rachel and. and yeah, that was a great song. It's I such liked, such a good song. I liked when they were practicing lines for cabaret, and she was like, "Oh, I slept with him." And then Finn's character, whoever was <laughs> reading for, was like, "I slept with him too." And she's like. That's Sandy's favorite line. And I just love those little asides like that because they're not trying too hard to be funny, but they are funny because they're, like, in character. Yeah. My college roommate was in Cabaret. I went to go see him in it. Oh. Yeah. He was also in high school in an all-white production of The Wiz. Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, that brings back memories. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so the songs, yeah, in the first episode, these two episodes had some great songs, because they had Maybe This Time, they had, uh, Alyssa loves this song, so she should talk Total about it. Total Eclipse of the Heart. That was not Total Eclipse of the Heart, Alyssa. It was, it was not. <laughs> what was it? How Do I it, Get You Alone? It was Alone by Heart. What the fuck? But they do do Total Eclipse of the Heart. In this season. In this season, yeah. Oh, that was totally... That was not totally... It was not Total Clips of the Heart. Because I have, on my Glee playlist... Yes. I have Total Clips of the Heart is on there, and it is is by by Rachel. Hold on a second. Oh, yes, it's Rachel. It's Rachel. definitely alone by heart. (gasps) Yes, I actually asked in my notes... Where is Jesse St. James? He's in the back. Stop. Stop. I know. Stop Netflix. Sorry. You could Google this, you know. I know, but I want to see it. Quinn's pregnant and Puck's the father, but Quinn. Okay. It's the green background. This is episode We haven't seen this episode yet. Okay. I remember this because I like the background. Road's not taken. Road's not taken. Because April Rose. Yes. Okay. Glee is subtle. That's what I love about it. (laughs) This one. This their little duet. 
hit it. These, I can't believe I made that mistake. These songs are related. Yeah. Well, I yeah. still love this song. <laughs> but my brain definitely mixed those two up. <laughs> yeah. I, it was the first time Will sang and I didn't, like, want to die. Yeah. I was actually yeah. kind of into it. Yeah. yeah. Cause he, yeah. Matthew Morrison doesn't have a bad voice. Like it's not I my think, favorite voice to listen to, but it's a good voice. I think Matthew Morrison is a wonderful human being. I just cannot fucking stand his character. <laughs> I actually really liked that performance. I think it was my favorite one because it has a green background and it's a song that I like. Which is not total eclipse of the heart. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was great. <laughs> so the, yeah. The other songs were uh, Carrie Underwood. Uh, I don't even know his last name. Which was My fine. His name. My last name. Yeah. Okay. It's the, it's the turn at the end of the story, because all country songs are stories. They're all stories. Because I like the little cowboy dance, because it looked like something high schoolers would choreograph. Um, but didn't technically shoe choreograph it? Yeah, but, like, they're, the way they did they danced. Because like in the first season, yeah. not all of them are dancers, and later on they've gotten better. But at the beginning, it's like they could only do so much, so it looks actually kind of authentic. Yeah. And then uh, the Queen song at the end. Um, Somebody to love. Somebody to love. Yeah. I had to sing it in my head. <laughs> this is an amazing cover. That's also of that a song. great song, yeah. It's an amazing cover. I think it's one of Glee's best covers. I love that the choreography for that one is super simple because Rachel had to just walk in and be able to do it. So I have written down here and it's actually very similar to like one of my last lines for the next episode too is how did Rachel learn that lesson so quickly? She is a lesson learning and giving machine in this series. <laughs> I don't remember what lesson she learns at the end of this episode, but it was so significant that I was like, it literally took one episode to learn that. She was like, oh, I need to care about my friends. I don't want to just be a star by myself. Because she was talking about her goal setting. And that no, she- that's the next episode. Oh, but she just wants to like, she wants to do it with, she wants to perform that's with her friends. That's not the next episode. That's this episode. No, and you're, then maybe they're both the same. They're kind of both she, the same. Yeah, I was like, they're Next both sort of related. Is, is she learns that she can't take any shortcuts. Mm, no. She learns that 
she needs to be not selfish with her goals. She wants to, she goes from wanting to have a Grammy to wanting to win regionals. Yeah. So she has a group goal. A group goal. But this one. they're both really similar. She watches them sing and she's like, oh, I want to be there with my friends. I don't care about, because Sue gave her complete control over Cabaret because Andy was being honestly abusive to her and he wanted to play Cleopatra in Cabaret. It's a bizarre production where there's only one character cast and an extra character is added. Yeah, so she's so creepy. Sue gives her complete control, and then she's like, "No, I'd rather be with my friends." Which, if I, in my version of Glee Boot, my Glee, I would have most of the first season be devoted to having Rachel learn about like I want to support my friends and not just be the main star, and then actually have her remember the lesson. That's what I would be the main focus <laughs> of my reboot. I. 100% support that because honestly this and the next episode because of like the, the the kind of button on Rachel learning something but we don't spend enough time with her really developing that she just kind of learns it off screen like what we talked about last time like anything that's like important to her story is overshadowed by Shu and Finn like, if we got rid of Shu's story, there would be room for Finn and Rachel, which I think are, like, really the two characters I even really care about right now. Maybe that's why I got confused about who was learning what, because Rachel has about, I don't know, two minutes of development. <laughs> they really, in both these episodes, it's like, here's a Will plot, and here's a Finn and Rachel plot. Like, none of the other kids really get storylines, and 50 or more percent of the episode is devoted to Will. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess it is, like, it's, like, Shu, Finn, Rachel, but, like, Finn and Rachel are always somehow linked. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because, no, like, when, when you said about the shortcuts and then, like, actually, they, Finn and Rachel, learn that in the next episode, to like not cheat like cheating isn't winning and then Rachel learns something on top of that but we don't really know how or why so it's like yeah I don't know I honestly wish there were there was more Rachel because honestly again I'm just gonna say it she's my MVP for this whole week like I think she nailed it and is honestly one of the most mature people in the show. And she's like a sophomore in high school. Oh, for sure. So should we transition to mash off? Do you want to do (laughs) worst character and worst song? Don't we do that at the end of both episodes? Oh, I thought we were doing it for each episode. Yeah. I think the last couple of times at the end we do, Worst song the two episodes, best song the two episodes, best worth character. Okay. Yeah. Um, yes. All right. Are you guys getting arrested? No, I think someone's house is burning down. 
Oh, that, like, that's stop that. talking about Glee. No one wants to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so the second episode features the mashoffs, which are both on my iPod. Um, it's about, it's basically the kids are garbage high schoolers, and all high schoolers are kind of like this because they hear that their competition sectionals is like, a halfway house, girls' school, and a school for the deaf. And so they're like, we have this in the bags. So they're not motivated. So Will is like, let's do a competition, uh, boys versus girls. Then uh, in his personal life, which we could not wait to see more of, um, <laughs> Sue is upset that Quinn is, Quinn is pregnant. She lies and says that she's tired from Glee to Sue. So Sue is like, I need to destroy Glee Club. Um, get another great Sue moment. She tells Terry that as a woman, she can just tell that Will's going to cheat with Emma. Um, and she tells Terry that desire to procreate is a sign of weakness. <laughs> um, and then Terry the terrorist decides to enter the halls of McKinley as a school nurse because uh, the school nurse got pushed down the stairs by Sue. And Terry is just let in as the nurse, despite not having any experience. Will is a baby because he can't flirt with Emma about peanut butter in his chin dimple or whatever. It was mustard, and it was disgusting. Yeah. I hated that entire scene. Because Will and Emma's relationship is about wiping things off each other's faces. Um, <laughs> <laughs> or like the flashback of the shock <laughs> dust. Uh... So then Terry is all like, Emma, you're a floozy. Um, I do like the jokes about her being like a harlot in harlot sweaters because her sweaters are so, like, childish. <laughs> um, and then she convinces Ken to ask Emma to marry him, and Emma doesn't want to be alone, and she's like, Will, would, like, basically, do I have a chance with you? And Will's that misses it. And so she agrees to marry Ken. And Terry, in the meantime, gives all the kids uh, basically like Claritin or Sudafed or whatever. And it acts like an upper drug for them. So they get super hype to do their performances because Finn has been feeling really tired between school and football and glee club and being popular. He's just tired. And so he's given up homework, but he's still tired. Um, so he goes on drugs, but over-the-counter drugs, and, Because uh, that makes it better. That makes it better. And Howard Bamboo, the racistly named man that works at Sheets and things. Oh, my God. Discovering his last name while on the elliptical, I almost fell off. <laughs> <laughs> Rachel was on her elliptical this episode, too. Oh, my gosh. I know! We... Honestly, every time I get on the elliptical or hear that song, I think of Rachel. I do love her like morning routine where her song plays and she in, in immediately like <laughs> <She> wakes up. <laughs> so great. I liked both of these episodes. I definitely like this one more. Yeah. Even though there was still way too much will. Um, the mashup the mashups are both fire. Yeah. And, I don't know, I liked the plot with the kids. Just 
Yeah. So should we talk about uh, Terry the Terrorist? Oh, God. All right. So I just, I find it, and I, I think Alyssa's right, there is some really poor leadership in this school That's that is... <laughs> letting in adults who provide children these somewhat illicit substances and it's like back-to-back episodes like I like where is the superintendent of this school district I think when we reboot Glee you will be in the show as the superintendent I will and I'll be like Figgins get the fuck out of here yeah, um, it's pretty. It's pretty bad, um, and that Terry, you really are glad Terry's not pregnant because you're like, I don't want someone like her to raise a child. Because <laughs> um, she's like, I wasn't made to work five days a week, and I'm like, you think being a mom is like easy? Do you think it's five days a week? <laughs> like, and then. So, because there's the plot where Quinn's, like, she's, like, looking, she's, like, shopping because she wants Quinn's baby. So, she's, like, oh, Finn has good bone structure. Oh, like, you, uh, okay, the baby's healthy because you're throwing it up, Quinn. And then she's, like, Quinn's, like, hey, will you give me money for doctor's appointments? And she's, like, no. And it's, like. I wanted Quinn to keep pushing that. Like, I honestly wish Quinn would have been like okay well then I'll just like fucking punch you in the stomach and prove to everyone you're not pregnant like like I just wish Quinn would have pushed that because like she's absolutely right to ask her for that stuff and like Quinn made a great move there because if Quinn was so like if you think about it if Terry wasn't as awful of a person doing something as shady as she was Quinn's not necessarily making a bad decision. She's a teen mom Mm -hmm. who's theoretically giving her baby to, like, a stable family where she knows and trusts them. And, like, that's this opportunity that a lot of other teen moms don't have. Well, it's basically Juno. Yeah, it's Juno. Yeah. And, like, so she has that opportunity, which is great. And, like, she's like, yeah, it's good for Finn. It's good for me. And you're like, yeah, but it's just Terry's an awful person. And in any, in most adoptive scenarios like that, they would pay for, like, your medical stuff. Yeah, but Terry's just, like, a fucking bitch, and she's just greasy. And it's like, not only are you racist, Terry, you're old, like, you use super old words to be racist. And then she says, sure, to Emma, like, Mary Ken, like, your children may get weird genetic diseases from his weird melting pot of ethnicities and you're like Alyssa was like that's not how (laughs) genetic diseases work (laughs) and if anything being more inbred is where you get more diseases from yeah Yeah, that's not how genetics works at all ask the Habsburgs and the royalty of Europe they were white AF but like had like weird jobs and like hemophilia yeah Yeah, Terry just, like, there's nothing redeemable about her because she's just manipulative, she's rude, she's racist, and she's a fucking idiot. 
And she's really just selfish. Like, there's nothing, there's absolutely nothing that we can like about her. And she's not even, like, you love to hate her. Like, I just hate her and want her to go away. Pretty much. It's like that person in the room that you're just like, can you please leave the room? Please leave the room. Here's a question, though. Do you think that they made her use the old-fashioned terms for being racist so she didn't come across as, like, too on-the-nose racist? Because not a, not a ton of people would get it. Maybe. I don't know. I kind of feel like she has, like, a Sue-type racism where she uses certain words that, like, we may not be familiar with. Which, like, I don't want to say, like, makes them sound smarter, but it's definitely just, like, it's more unique. Because when Sue says some of the crazy shit that she does, there's such a twist on it that you're, like, that's a unique way to say it. Not that it's good, but it's just different. And it catches you off guard in a different way. Gotcha. Like, maybe it sort of hides it. Because maybe it makes you, like, focus on, like, how funny it was delivered because like sue saying half the shit that she does is like yeah
Yeah, honestly, though, this episode was actually pretty iconic because mashups were kind of Glee's big thing. And, like, this is the first episode where they did them. And, like, Colin said, like, both of them were pretty fire. Wait, but, like, more? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Oh. Like, that. that is Glee's thing. Like, kind of essentially, like, one of their musical call to fames. Like, rather than just doing covers, doing mashups of two covers. Like, I cannot wait for my favorite cover, which, or mashup, that I will save. But I think I've talked about it with you, Cullen. But, like, honestly, like, there are some really solid mashups that I'm like, it might be better than the original song. (laughs) Yeah, I, this my life, this, it's my life and my confessions together. Great. It was super fun. I liked their uh, Walking on Sunshine and Halo combo. Like, who would have guessed that those songs go together so well? I kind of wish, like, for the guys, it was kind of too on the nose for those songs, considering Finn was also the lead singer on those. I kind of would have wanted to see how they decided those songs. Because, like, for the girls, it was kind of like, Rachel just decided them, and they were like, yeah, okay. Like, that, I don't think we have to see on screen, even though we kind of did. But, like, the guys, their songs are so on the nose for Finn's story that it's like, uh, how did you guys come to this decision? I love the boys' performance, though. Like, the actual performance was great. I loved it. Yeah, very energetic. Yeah. Well, they were on uppers. Yeah. They were. But they conveyed it pretty well. Mm-hmm. When he's like, come on, let's do let's do the number. And his eyes are like <laughs> wide open. <laughs> yeah. It was it's like a pretty simple storyline. Um but it was fun. Rachel had amazing facial reactions. Like Muppet level facial reactions to things where she'd just be like her mouth would be like agape and she's just like what? <laughs> um yeah. one thing I have to say about the guys' performance is like Mike Chang started dancing and I was like, Yes, Mike Chang dancing moves that don't actually match the beat or general tempo of the music, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he like did like a pirouette and like belly flopped and I was like dude this is not on tempo but I love you <laughs> oh my goodness the girls performance really annoyed me why because all of their hair was down it was driving me crazy it would be in their face I was just having like an emotional breakdown watching their hair get in their face I can't stand that. Uh, uh, I have bad news for you. You probably want to get used to that. No! (laughs) Yeah. You know how it is. You know, like, women can just do things with their hair down, like, active things, in heels. Like, we're all very capable of that. So, get on board the train, I guess. I chopped all my hair off. Suck it, world. (laughs) (laughs) now she's bald (laughs) but also like 
there are actually a couple things about the girls' performance that kind of annoyed me. And honestly, like, I didn't even think about the hair thing, but now that you've mentioned it, it's going to bother me. And <laughs> I didn't like so, the dresses, but... Dresses! Oh, my God. None of them really match. They're all different patterns, different, like, shades of yellow. They're different fabrics, different styles. Like, they were a mess. And also, Brittany, the blonde dancer chick, yeah. she... Her dress literally looked like a nightgown when I first saw it. And I, like, had to watch it very closely. I was like, I hate everyone who selected these dresses. I cannot stand them right now. They're the worst. I'm going to defend the performance (laughs) in that it bothers me in action movies. Feminist ally Cullen. Uh, (laughs) It bothers me in action movies, but I do think that a lot of, like, teen performers would dance with their hair down, but that's why a lot of professionals have wigs, so they can make it look like their hair is down and then control it. Um, but the dresses, you could tell, like, this is before Glee, this is when Glee was pretending to be in the real world, and before they just started having extravagant costumes every time they felt like it. So the, yeah. they all, both mashup outfits looked like things kids could conceivably get together. Like, let's go to the Salvation Army and get yellow dresses. Let's go to the Salvation Army and get... Suki did not agree with that. She did not, like, want yellow dresses. Suki's like, those dresses suck, and you will say yes to that. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Do you know why the boys had a better fashion sense? Because they had Kurt. But Kurt said they rejected all his ideas for feathers. I.E. Also, cornrows. His idea was cornrows. Oh, Kurt didn't want that put to put them in cornrows, which like. And I'm like, is it because it's an Eskimo? What are you trying to say, Kurt? Also, Kurt was wearing a scarf, and I was like, I want to drink one for Deborah Messing and Smash. (laughs) Whenever we see a scarf, we are triggered by memories of Smash, which. Talking about hair getting in your face does make me think of Smash, because in a musical number in Smash, at like the very end of it, you can see Catherine McPhee like quickly tucking her hair out of her face, because they like, just spun her in the air, so like it'd be in her face, and she's like, it's fine. Uh, what else can we talk about? It, oh, I mean, it, can we talk about Howard Bamboo? Gosh. <laughs> Howard Bamboo. That is so racist. Why is that necessary? I don't have any idea. Like, I am stunned. Like, I thought it was funny that he got arrested for selling or buying all those drugs because they do keep track of how much of that you buy. <laughs> They're like, he's making meth! Um, but the, why is he Howard Bamboo and why does he work for Terry even when they're not at Cheats and Things? That's like calling me Alyssa Maple. Kind of. Not quite the same. A white person could legit have the last name Maple. Maple Tree. <laughs> I just don't see anyone's actual last name being Bamboo. There's a lot of weird Asian jokes throughout the run of Glee. We're going to run into more. Oh, no. Yeah. 
Yep. I hope you're. Oh right. my god! I mm-hmm. forgot about something from the previous episode. Okay. It's it's like one of the first or early times I remember seeing that guy who's like the reporter for the school newspaper. The like oh. ginger guy, and he's like, "Show me your boobs," essentially. Yeah. Yeah, he tells Rachel to show him her boobs. Your over-the-shoulder boulder holder. Hold. Yeah, it was it was kind of weird how they had the whole Kurt, I'd rather be with the girls thing, or I am oh, a girl. That's because he's gay. But so his whole arc was wanting to be like, I can be on the football team and be just like the guys. But that was like three episodes ago. Like, we've already forgotten about that. Let's keep up, keep up. 
Yeah. This is a sitcom in our length form. It really is. Like, the amount of time teachers relearn the same lessons and, like, fall back into the same pattern, it really is a sitcom that's extended by songs. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no one really grows. Like, there's some slight growth that you might see, like, in other sitcoms, especially ones that are made now, but, like, everyone pretty much stays the same. They'll grow, and then they'll, like cut back on the growth because they need someone to like cause drama yeah exactly so i still really enjoyed both of those episodes i thought they were really fun fun songs too much will but like that's season one for you and we're leaning more and more like i feel like rachel and finn are taking up a slightly higher and higher percentage each episode and I can't wait till even the second half of this season when I feel like Will's percentage like goes down. Yeah. It's it's going to be a great time. I can't wait. I can't wait till the rock crushes Terry. Just it rock lands on her. That's what happens. Spoilers. What? <laughs> Colin. <laughs> <laughs> And she says, that rock was a minority because she's racist. And that's her last line. <laughs> she's dead? He said she was crushed by a rock. That doesn't mean you died. <laughs> but her last line was racist. Yeah. She died as she lived. She died as she lived. <laughs> Thinking of pregnancy and being racist. Uh, uh, no fake babies were harmed in the making of that scene. <laughs> yeah. But I enjoyed this episode, and I really like the songs. So let's go into our... Do you want to do our favorite and least favorite songs? Because this one is hard, because there are a lot of songs that in another episode could easily be the winner but there's some good quality covers. So are we doing favorite song for each episode or between both episodes? Between both. But, you know, if you really want to do for each episode, I'm not going to, like, stop you. No, that honestly makes it way easier. My favorite song was maybe this time from the previous episode, even though I liked the Vitamin D slash mashups episode better. And then I actually think the worst song was also from the previous episode. And it was Don't Even Know My Last Name or whatever it's called from Carrie Underwood. I hated that number. But, but like, I couldn't pick between the mashups. They were both so good. How do you feel, Alyssa? Is your favorite Mm. song Total Eclipse of the Heart? (laughs) It wasn't in this episode. It's that one. Honestly, though, like... It's it's a toss up between alone and the the mashup that the boys did, and I just really like the performance of alone. Number one, I like that song, even though it's not total clips of the heart. And number two, the background is green, and green is my favorite color. So, I think I'm gonna have to go with that one. 
What was your least favorite song? My least favorite song? Halo, the Halo mashup with the hair. <laughs> <laughs> so, I really love Somebody to Love and the Halo Walking on Sunshine mashup. Oh! <laughs> but my favorite is hands down, It's My Life slash Confessions. It is a bop. <laughs> it is good. That is good. And I had a lot of trouble with my least favorite. Um, I love how positive you are. I was like, <laughs> I know what my least favorite is. Uh, you know what? It might be I don't even know, like, my last name. Like, I wasn't watching it like, oh, I hate this. Like, I was like, oh, this is fine. This is cute. But it's, like, I would never, if I had to, like, someone was, like, listen to these Glee songs, that would be the one I'd be least interested in listening to. Yeah. Makes sense. Um, also, this is something we talked about when we were watching it. We were, like, if you're watching, like, all their performances, the crowd's always way too into it. And I'm, like, this should be, like, just your parents and your friends. And they're always, yeah, it's way too big. Like, there is no auditorium that would be completely full. For a Glee Club Invitational where they sing two songs. Absolutely not. And they also have to have, a, like, a, a break in between their two songs to change. So, yeah. like, everyone's just fucking sitting there. Like, <laughs> it would not be that crowded. And if Glee's a comedy, I think that would add to it. I think they just didn't want... They want us to think the songs are good... Which they are, so they're like, oh, we need a crowd that's, like, standing ovation cheering. But, like, the reality is a Glee Club in Ohio on, like, doing their Thursday night invitational. <laughs> it's gonna be, like, Kurt's dad, Finn's mom, Brittany's parents, who we meet later. Like, yeah. I think that's why I like a lot of just, like, that's why I like a lot of the non-performance songs because like you're really only relying on how good that person or people are singing that song and it doesn't matter who's watching yeah I get that so I think we all have the same I'm not I don't want to venture but MVP of the week Uh, a million times. I 100% think it's Rachel. Rachel Berry for the win. She gets a gold star from me. Same for me. Rachel Berry's been like working her way up the past few weeks. And like, this is her time. She was reacting. She had face journeys to everything that were great. She learned lessons. She was a nice moral compass. She was just very sympathetic and understandable. And she's a great. Sure. Yeah, she was a character I could root for. She was flawed, but I'm like, yeah, like, I want you to get what you want. People are jerks to you. Like, you deserve to get to sing Somebody to Love. And, yeah, good for her. She was funny. And she was kind to Quinn, which I think was nice because she's like, everyone thinks we should be in competition, but we're not. And it's like... I loved that moment so much. Yeah. That's the most feminist moment in all of television history. Yeah, because they're two women talking to one another. 
which I've never seen happen in real life. Yeah, no, I mean, I mean, Alyssa and I are only talking to each other through you. Yeah, yeah. the only reason this is happening is because Cullen. Hey, Cullen, can you tell Alyssa I say hi? Hannah says hi, and uh, she hates her hair. Tell Hannah I never want to speak to her again, except through you. She never wants to speak to you again because uh, her hair is her value. <laughs> so what was your favorite character this week Alyssa I have to ask you because Hannah can't <laughs> well I'm gonna go with Rachel too I think that yes, she yeah she uh she was great and she was the adult of this show she even surpassed Emma so congrats on that one yeah, good for her. She won't stay there for long, but she made it. <laughs> uh, and uh, least valuable player. This is a hard one. I'm going to go with April Rhodes. Because, like, Christian Terry Chatwin? always gets... Yeah, because Terry always gets it. Like, she's literally going to be the worst until she gets crushed by that rock. So... Honestly, I'm going to try to, like, vary it a little bit and be like, April Rhodes gets it. She's just a plot device for Will Schuster wanting to save people, and it's annoying. But I do love Kristen Chenoweth, and I think she's super delightful and funny, um, but I hate her character. I bet you guys can't guess who I'm going with. Are you thinking the principal? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> principal Figgins gets it. Oh my goodness. First of all, he let April Rhodes in. Second of all, he employs all of these terrible teachers. And he ends up employing the nurse, which is Terry, who is not a nurse. And apparently didn't know that she wasn't a nurse because they have a scene where he's talking about how he how she's not even a nurse. And I'm like, you should know that. You're the principal. You hired her. He literally, like, when he was interviewing her, he's like, but you don't have any qualifications. She's like, well, it cheats in things. I used a defibrillator once and had first aid training. And he's like, oh, wow. And then she was tired. I have no words. All right. Hey, Cullen, can you ask Alyssa what her words are? Because I know she's not saying anything because she can't talk to me directly. What are your words? None. She has no words. <laughs> okay, okay. Got it. I understand now. So, I've been having trouble because I really want to say, I said Puck was the worst character last week, and he did out Quinn being pregnant, so screw him. But uh, Terry is so terrible. She reaches new lows. She refuses to help Quinn who's pregnant. She doesn't want Finn to take a nap. Um, and she gets kids on drugs, and, like, blocking a, some, a kid in his nap, evil. But I, I've been complaining about him for a while, and I'm gonna walk the walk. It is Will Schuster. It is one William Schuster, because he's taking advantage of April, and, like, like, just so he can win the Glee Club, which, like, I know he needs to win to keep the Glee Club, 
but like his whole point was to help the kid so like he really lost track of that and then he is kind of a jerk to terry and where he's like like i don't want you falling at my work i like need my space and like i get you do need your space from your partner but like it's i don't know it's just the way he treats his wife in public is like kind of really humiliating and unacceptable and emma who he's flirting with all the time is like so like do i have a chance with you and he doesn't even really give the dignity to be like no i'm married i have a child on the way he like just kind of lets her leaves her hanging and then it's like oh you're marrying ken which i get why he's surprised but like he's been flirting with emma and he never he encourages it he doesn't stop it so like gross that and we also like see him teaching spanish for the first time in a while and it's honestly the most uncomfortable thing ever yeah yeah because he talks about if i were to go to mexico and it's like okay (laughs) like we get it you know seven words of spanish thank you yeah and he's letting april like drink in class which is it's hot chocolate It is gin. She's lying. It is gin. April Rhodes, I imagine her getting gin from the same, like, gin bathtub as Miss Hannigan and Annie, which as a kid, I was like, that's so gross. She's drinking bathtub water. (laughs) She's drinking gin. (laughs) Spoilers. Spoilers for Annie. (laughs) Yeah, but I overall I enjoyed these episodes. There are some great songs, and this was more like what I remembered of season one, and I liked not like the horror that is Acapellas. Uh, uh <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. So. So wait. Is Howard Bamboo going to sit in prison? Or is he going to get released? He's back. They need to make more racist jokes, I think. Oh, true. (laughs) There's this line. I'm just going to spoil this line. Because Sue's like, your nickname is Panda Express. And he's like, I'm not Chinese. And she's like, neither is the food at Panda Express. Which is racist, but also a little funny. I mean, somewhat accurate. (laughs) I I'm not laughing. It's like if you, if you had to rate all the racist glee jokes about Asians, <laughs> yes, let's us three white people rate the <laughs> racist jokes on Glee. That would be the highest humor per racist <laughs> ratio, <laughs> and the mongoloid, or maybe his name being Bamboo, would be least humor, most racist. <laughs> So we have a scale, a racist yeah. scale. Or even yeah. the mixed twins thing. Why are the twins mixed? Why is it a joke that those were the good times? And what happened to them? Like, did she just give them away? Are they just out there somewhere? They were in understand. a huge audience watching her performance. What? <laughs> Cullen, can you translate? <laughs> <laughs> we were joking about who would be in the performance, the gl- watching the Glee Club Invitational, and she's like, April's twins. 
Oh my god. <laughs> okay, so you guys must have cut out because I heard you say something and then you guys laughed and I was like, I want to be in on it. So now I get to be on it. That's a good one. What I mean, April's storyline would be so different if she was also a single mother. She would... Ugh, I was going to say she would be more mature, but that's not necessarily true. I would <laughs> hope I was gonna she would be more mature. That she's not a single mother. Like if those kids were involved in her life, if she was actively. If she was a good single mother. You could have like Rachel babysitting the kids and, she, and she's like, I'm going to take home Puck. And Rachel's like, this isn't okay. Which they just have the same scene in the bathroom. <laughs> Okay, I feel like we're way off topic. Yeah, so we did the best characters, we did the best songs, and the worst songs, and that's that was another week of Glee Boot. Yay! I forgot what the thing is. What's? How do we do it again? I don't think we have an end thing. I think last time we just like, let's do this, and we did it. So, like, and subscribe. That's YouTube. Um, <laughs> Check the link down below. Smash that like button and hit that bell. Smash that shit. like button. What platforms are we on currently? We are on Spotify. Um, we're on Microsoft Podcasts, or like the ones that are on Microsoft phones, Androids. We're on... I really should know. It's like this driving one. Driver breakers or something. We're not on Apple Podcasts, which is where I listen to all my podcasts. I wonder if we need more episodes before they'll take us. Um, I don't know. I don't use Apple phone things. So we're mainly, our main thing, we're on Spotify. Uh, subscribe to our podcast. Tell your friends. Tell your family. Tell your loosely connected acquaintances. Um, yeah, if, they do, if they're like, I want to rewatch Glee, just be like, you can do it with this company of these great commentators. Or if they don't want to rewatch Glee, we're doing it for them. <laughs> You're welcome. Service for America. <laughs> we're not the heroes America needs, we're the heroes America deserves. <laughs> Oh, that's beautiful. And I think we'll probably get more consistency as we go. We'll, like, figure out what we should do when we start and yeah. end. So it's going to be great. We'll get all organized and professional about we'll it. organized because I was, like, thinking, like, if we do this many episodes per month, I was like, we will finish by the time I'm 27. <laughs> we might need to speed up. <laughs> Yeah, and I was like, hey, why don't we just do homework ahead of time and then come together and talk? That should streamline things. It did, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Um, that was Glee Boot, guys. Tell your friends, tell your family, and we will be back soon with the next episode, which is called Throw Down. Don't remember what happens in it, but it's not the hoedown throwdown. So, second Hannah Montana joke this week. That's what my life has come to. Yikes. Yikes. Um, <laughs> catch on the flippity flop. <laughs> Love it. Uh, <laughs> Glee! <laughs> Bye.